Hey everybody, I'm Phil, and we're back for another Twitter-sode episode of It's Del Toro Time, a Guillermo del Toro podcast. The Twitter sodes are the short episodes slotted in between Ecstasy of Influence episodes, which are the episodes that are about the movies that Guillermo del Toro recommended in At Home with Monsters. And these are movies that were not recommended by Guillermo del Toro in At Home with Monsters, but were instead recommended on Twitter. This one is for 1932's The Old Dark House, about which Guillermo del Toro said, Made after the triumphant success of Frankenstein, Whale's twisted sense of humor and menace shines and boy oh boy does it ever yes we're talking about 1932's the old dark house directed by james whale based on a novel by jb Priestley, uh, the novel benighted which you can actually find these days as the old dark house and it didn't rest on its laurels it was actually sort of remade later in a 1963 William Castle kind of remade it with the same basic idea but it was a complete if you've ever seen the 60s version of the old dark house it is not the old dark house it's a it, it's a completely different animal this is James Wales the old dark house uh thought for a long time to be a lost movie by the way until it was rediscovered uh how does it hold up it holds up brilliantly it was a flop uh, critically derided when it came out but in retrospect this is James Whale at his James Whaliest. A, we've got a monster of a cast. We've got Raymond Massey. We've got Gloria Stewart. You may know Gloria Stewart as the old lady from Titanic who dropped the jewel into the water for we don't know why. But uh, we've got Raymond Massey, Gloria Stewart. We've got Melvin Douglas. We've got Ava Moore. And we've got, in a fantastic turn, well, Boris Karloff, but also Charles Lawton in one of his earliest film appearances. Uh, Charles Lawton, we got the beautiful Lillian Bond. Uh, we've, it's just, it's, it's a great cast. It is an unusual cast. It is borderline, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at times. You can see a lot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this strange little film. Uh, the thrust of it is that three people, uh, Philip, his wife, Margaret, and their friend, Roger, uh, get lost in a storm and they, they, their, their car is breaking down. It's stormy outside. They find a spooky old castle and are let inside, uh, by Horace and his sister, Rebecca, who have a creepy, weird relationship. Oh yeah. Also, by the way, uh, shades of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is incredibly Rocky Horror at times. Uh, so you have Horace and Rebecca who are like, oh, come inside and have dinner. Uh, careful. Our butler is a drunk and he gets extremely violent. Also, he's horribly scarred and he can't talk. His name is Morgan. He's incredibly dangerous. Don't mind the butler. Uh, eventually, Charles Lawton shows up with his girlfriend, who's a uh, who's a like a chorus girl, like a, a dancer named Gladys. And Charles Lawton is like this is this guy named Sir Porterhouse. He's like this portly, very vuncular, very friendly guy. Uh, it, it should it should not surprise anyone that his beautiful young chorus girl girlfriend eventually leaves him. For uh, Melvin Douglas, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. He would never. He could never. He wanted her as a companion. He never wanted to touch her or lay a finger upon her. It was a perfectly platonic boyfriend-girlfriend relationship between Charles Lawton and his beautiful girl. There's someone trapped in an attic. Uh, there are maybe hauntings in this house. There's the violent butler. Um, there's fire. <laughs> there is a. Uh, there is. 
this guy okay so there's there's like the brother of the brother and sister has been locked in the in the attic and you think like oh my god he's like a prisoner there and you think he's a prisoner but then it turns out they locked him away for everyone else's safety and the butler is like his like co-conspirator like, there's a this crazy bonkers ending with like him setting fires and throwing knives and people barely escaping this whole situation with their lives uh there's wrestling on top of staircases and falling over banisters. Uh, and every single character in this movie is a character, is Arch, and has a raised eyebrow and uh, is borderline winking at the camera the whole time. Uh, but Boris Karloff, credited as Karloff, plays Morgan, the alcoholic butler. Uh, and it's sort of a variation on his uh, Frankenstein's monster character, but it also a little more... A little less pathos shows through, actually. You don't really get to know a lot, a lot about Morgan except what's told to you. Our married couple, Philip and Margaret, played by Raymond Massey and Gloria Stewart. Gloria Stewart, by the way, just a knockout actor at the time. You know, I know that she didn't have the most grandiose career of her life, and it was really revived by the whole, like, Titanic thing. But she's lovely. She is captivating. She does a great... She plays a great damsel in this movie. But she's also extremely strong, a very strong character. Um... Melvin Douglas, who plays the friend who arrives with him, plays a great drunk, uh, sort of a lout and a layabout who steps up to the plate when when the situation calls for it. Uh, Charles Lawton's delightful Lillian Bond as uh, as Gladys, the the showgirl, is uh, a twee wonder. She is uh, just the prettiest woman. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I'm not reducing her to her appearance. She's also very captivating on screen. She's uh, she has these scenes uh, where she goes off to the car. And uh, and uh, Roger, Melvin Douglas's character, goes out. This is where they sort of hit it off and discover they're attracted to each other. They have these charming little dialogue scenes. Uh, it just This is a short film, by the way. And every character kind of gets their moment. Um, uh, Saul, who is the, the, the member of the family, who, the brother who's locked away. He's pyromaniac. And he's played by Brember Wills. And Brember is... Uh, he turns it on and off like a switch. Like... You think he's the the poor brother who's been locked away in the attic, and then as soon as the main character's backs are turned, his face just shifts. It's just amazing to watch him. And uh, there's this okay. So the reason I one of the reasons I uh, likened it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the 102 year old father of uh, of the th of the three uh, like uh, siblings is played by uh, Elspeth Dudgson, who is a woman playing this 102 year old man billed as john dudgeon and it is the creepiest scene this incredibly this corpse on this bed who kind of monologue tell, sort of reveals what's been going on in this house there's uh the pyromaniac brother and there's the crazy butler and honestly i kind of got lost a little bit in the weeds when when the exposition was going on but it's such a delight to watch this movie play out if you haven't seen the old dark house from 1932 uh it, it is the strange like it's really it's almost modern in a lot of ways uh just its attitude and it's so james whale like it's very arch and very clever and the characters are all extremely smart and witty and you can tell that he just he just seemed to have a good time making it i don't know if he did I don't know if people enjoyed it, um, but it basically, from what I've read, it's it's very much like the novel that it's based on, except it's a little funnier. It didn't do that well. Uh, people thought it was a little dull. 
Variety called it inane. Some people liked it. Some people were like, ah, it's fine, but it's no Frankenstein. It did well in England, and then it was lost. And because Universal lost the rights, I think, to the story. Um, then it was remade. And then, like, it just it sort of just fell into, like, movie history. And when it was finally uh, rediscovered um, in the vaults of Universal Studio, they, they sort of re redid it. They re-released it. And uh, people were like, oh, this is a really good movie. It's really dark. It's really funny. It's wacky. Uh, but it's, it is the, it is, if you love dark comedies, watch it. Watch the old Dark House. Uh, why do I think Guillermo del Toro liked it? I think Guillermo del Toro liked it because it combines comedy and horror so well. It has that del Toro sensibility, a love of monsters, a love of spooky houses, uh, a love of, of, of the, t the, the way the architecture of the house plays almost as big a role as the characters do, you get to sort of get to you get to know the layout of this place. It's very much an old spooky castle. Uh, it is. It's a. I would. I would love to see Del Toro tackle this movie. Maybe as a producer, Del Toro produce a remake of the old Dark House that is faithful to this. You can modernize it, update it a little bit. Uh, make it a little more lavish, but I would love to see Del Toro's take on the old Dark House because it fits his sensibility. It's got these these cartoon characters who have heart and it's got unexpected violence and action and death and discovery and what wickedness lies at the heart of family and, and good people trying to do good things and just get out with their butts. Like it's, it's a delightful film. The old dark house from 1932, uh, get your hands on it. It's, it's out there. It's available. You can get it on DVD, but it's totally worth seeing. Uh, where does it fit in the timeline? It comes right after Vampire. A vampire. Uh, it's, again, 1932, so it's that era of uh, film. The next movie that we watched was Bride of Frankenstein. So uh, James Whale did this little, uh, I think this little, like, like, little hat trick of Frankenstein, The Old Dark House, and Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, if you're looking for a movie that sort of sets you up for the wackiness of Bride of Frankenstein, uh, but you've already seen Frankenstein, uh, check out The Old Dark House. It's a good bridge between the two. You can kind of see his confidence developing, his ability to take a story and run away with it. Uh, it's just, it's a good movie. And again, it's it, this one, not too long. You're not going to spend like your entire evening watching uh, The Old Dark House. I think it's uh, a little over an hour. I think it's like 70 minutes long, 70, 72 minutes long. So check it out. The Old Dark House by James Whale, 1932. You won't regret it. Uh, we'll be back uh, next time with a full-length movie. I'll be here with Ollie. And until then, this is a Twitter-sode of It's Del Toro Time. And I'll see you, everyone else when it's, well, when it's Del Toro Time. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>